Good morning and welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles here at 91.7 FM, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. You have been listening to our Metal Hour. We've got a great bike show coming up here and we've got some great guests in studio, Trenton Duvall. Mike Amon and DJ Centrific, Steve Suling are all in the house, ready to play some banging beats and talk a little bit about BMX. We've got lots of fun stuff in store, so I'm going to get right to some conversations with Trenton and Mike. So, Trenton, you just turned pro this season. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, how was the uh, how was your first season as a pro? It was good. I made a couple finals, but next year I'm definitely trying to make a couple podiums. That's great. That's great. And so you've got a lot of stuff going on, uh, obviously, with 2019 coming up. What's what, what are your plans for the 2019 racing season? Move down to Florida and train down there with a bunch of people and get some races. That's great. And uh, so you've been racing for quite a while, haven't you? 18 years. 18 years. Wow. So you must have started when you were like, you know, six months old or something? Four years. <laughs> Four years old. Wow. So that must have been over at Raybines uh, here in, in town, huh? No, I was born in northern Michigan. And you were? At, uh, North State BMX. Okay. 
That's fantastic. I moved over and started racing at Raybines when I was like six. Okay. How uh, how was your first season racing as a pro? What was it like? It was sweet. It was basically like all of your hardest races as an amateur for every single lap. Wow. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. You must have <laughs> had uh, had some pretty significant competition. Yeah, it was it was awesome. So what uh, what kind of results did you get? I mean, what were what were some of the things you did well this year? Um, I wouldn't say the results were amazing, but I made some finals, which is definitely goal breaking. That's great. That's that. great. Where all did you race this year? Phoenix, Nashville, Louisville. That's great. So all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, tell us a little bit about your team. Who are you racing for? Yes, BMX, Fly Racing, Onyx Hubs. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they're a nationwide, or it sounds like a worldwide team from what yeah, you told me earlier. The owner is from Canada, and then my team manager is from Florida, and then most of the teammates are from different countries. That's great. So uh, tell us a little bit about your, your setup. What's your, what's your bike? Yes Frame, um, Yes Forks, Onyx Hubs, have Box Cranks, HT Pedals, Von Soden Sim, and power block tires nice that sounds like a it sounds like a pretty sweet rig so what uh what would you say are some of your strengths on the on the racetrack what what are some of the things that you do really well i'd say track speed and cornering yeah yep so you've got obviously a lot of people crowding around in you what's what you know i, I my experience from riding the track is it's elbow to elbow a lot are you guys the same way i mean is there is rubbing and racing kind of thing yeah for sure you're <laughs> always bumping <laughs> that's good. That's good. So you got to have a little bit of upper body strength to, you know, kind of stick to your uh, stick to your guns. I bet, huh? Yeah. We go to the gym like a couple times a week for sure. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so, uh, how did you make the decision? I mean, when did you decide to go pro? How did you make that transition? What was what was that process like of getting ready for your first pro race? The class used to be nineteen twenty seven X, and they kind of chopped it in half, so class became half the size. And Every, all the kids I was racing turned pro, so it's wanted to stay racing them. Yeah. So 19, that was an age group range. Is that yep. what, what I understand? Yeah. And so as you started to think about, about that, what were some of the things you needed to do to prep for that? I mean, how did you get yourself ready for that, that step up? Just kind of just decided when I, got, when I got to the race in Phoenix. Yeah. It was just. Uh, <laughs> it's like, hey, let's a, race pro today. Yeah, How's that sound? Last minute deal. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of walked up to registration and just signed the papers. Wow. Okay, no, that's that's great. So this is it hasn't been a you know like a long term. You've been laying out your twenty year plan. This is uh, like, hey, let's race pro today. I've always wanted to, but I didn't think it was going to happen that soon. Oh, that's great. Good for you. That's re- that's really exciting. And so so what was that baptism by fire like? Do you remember lining up for that first pro race? Yeah, I got second my first lap. I was pumped. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. And so uh, so then how far did you end up getting in that in that first event? Was that well, I made it to semifinals. Okay. And I fell in that. So Well, that's you know, you get you were there, right? Yeah. That's a that's a huge step forward. It, did it feel like the competition was another level when you were in that in that race? Definitely. But it was also a lot of the kids that race nineteen twenty seven expert too. So you knew like, a lot of people already. Yeah, just yeah. Basically everyone I grew up racing and we all just turn at different times then. Sure. So I know that there's obviously a big community here in the Twin Cities with Rum River BMX, and prior to that, Raybines being a really prominent part of the racing scene. What are some of the other towns around the country that have big racing scenes? Almost every major city in every state has a big track or a big racing scene. Yeah. 
So where are some of the hotbeds of, of racers in your in your class? I'd say Phoenix, San Diego, Tampa, and I'd say the Northeast is yeah. pretty good too. So Nashville. what makes yeah, what makes a good scene? I mean, what what are some of the key things that that make it a great vibe here? Just good tracks. Yeah. Mainly. So mm-hmm. if the tracks aren't good, then you can't grow as a rider. I suppose. Yeah. And you've got a great community up there at Rum River BMX, yeah, don't you? Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. And so how often are you racing throughout the season? I mean, how many races did you do this year? I'd say once or twice a month you go to a national. Wow, that's great. So what's it like as a pro on a team? Do you guys all travel together, or are you just traveling on your own and you're going to the races that are, are well-suited for you? Basically, you just travel on your own, and then sometimes there's a team race where everyone's there, but... Mm-hmm. You just kind of do your own thing. Sure. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious about that. You know, obviously on the road uh, cycling scene, teams all travel together. They race as a team. But, you know, BMX is a little bit more of an individualized uh, sport. We've had some real real strong uh, racers out on the national and international level. Elise Post is a, is a great example. Yeah. What's it like to follow in the footsteps of people like that uh, or in the pedal strokes of people like that maybe? <laughs> There's always people to look up to you yeah. when you race and – you want to just you want to like mimic your favorite rider and ride like they do and yeah do exactly what they do when you grow up. I bet. So, what are some of the things that you've sort of taken away that have helped improve your racing? Growing up, I always watched Chris Fox ride, and I try to just ride exactly like how he does and have the same style. That's awesome. And so, what are some of the things you're looking forward to doing uh, in the coming season? What are some of the things you want to do to improve and get up on those podiums? I just have to get better to the first jump. So hit the gym more, do more sprints, yeah. get faster. That's got to be a huge thing. Getting out uh, early out of the gate has got to be a huge, yeah. huge benefit for sure. I mean, I'm sure you can probably make up some ground if, you, if you're if you not first yeah. out of the gate, but it's got to be challenging, right? It's definitely a lot better to win to the turn than have to pass around the track. Yeah. So what what are some of the strategies you use if you don't get that first jump? I mean, what what how do you how do you make that that up? Just passing in the turns and getting over the jumps better than them. Yeah. Trenton's not giving himself enough credit right here. Trenton's great in the turns. That's and great. Moves. So sorry to step in. But no, this, that's Trenton's great, Mike. really good in the, in the turns. Exciting so. to watch. He's very yeah. exciting to watch because you know, you know what? You just never know where, he, where he's going to come from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it might be a benefit to be a little bit behind so people don't see you coming, right? Yeah. That's why I've had a race <laughs> since I was a little kid. So Yeah. Guess I'm pretty used to it. So are you going to be doing a lot more uh, weight work in the gym to try and increase yeah, that I, jump? I train a lot. Yeah. Definitely hit the gym all the time. So, and you Elliot know. McGrath makes programs for me, and he's been helping a lot. That's fantastic. And you do that all on your own, or you work with him directly? Uh, I usually go to the gym by myself, but he'll give me advice on what to do. Yeah. So on the track, in the velodrome, and on road road bikes, you usually are, are locked into your pedals with cleats, but you guys ride flats. Oh, nope. you are you locked in? Yeah, we're really. Locked in. So you can you can get that full pedal stroke. Yeah, nice. That's great. That's got to that's got to improve your ability to get off the off the gate pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. That's that's cool. So um, you got another gig. You got some other stuff going on in your life. Uh, you mm-hmm. just launched. Uh, you're launching, I think, today, right? Your new yeah, our EP demo comes out. Today. So talk a little bit about uh, gadget and uh, and what you guys are doing with the band. Well, me, Olivia, Noah, and Eli, we're all in other bands, and then we all just kind of join together and make a straight-edge band because our straight-edge scene is pretty pretty small here. Yeah. So we just wanted to start a band called Gadget and 
we recorded four songs and they're going to come out today. That's awesome. So uh, what are some of your inspirations? Who are some of the bands that you guys really look up to and emulate? Say old New York hardcore, like Outburst, Breakdown, Youth of Today. Um, we like Red Vision, Hangman, Freedom. Nice. Some good, some good bands to look up to. Yeah. So, what you, what are, with this new EP, what are some of the lyrical uh, inspirations? I mean, what are, where did some of the the songs come from? Probably just about being straight edge, or like just cutting toxic people out of your life mm-hmm. and just doing what's best for you. That's great. That's great. And so you're the vocalist. Yep. And what uh, what is everybody else doing in the band? Olivia plays bass. Noah plays drums, and Eli plays guitar. That's great. So does Eli feel shorted because he doesn't get a, a you know five minute guitar solo? No, he's in he's in like six other bands, so, oh, so he, he can he can shred on his own time, right? Yeah, he's only seventeen too. Wow, so that's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, I, I was really stoked to hear the hear the EP, uh, and I'm so grateful that you were willing to share that with me. We'll share it with the listeners uh, in a little while. Um, what are you guys planned for 2019 for the band? Our first show is February 3rd at Moon Palace. Moon Palace Books with Cross Me, Dare, Life's Question, and Low End. Nice. And those are all out of state bands. So that's great. Really cool. So you're going to be the the local uh, holding down the fort for the locals, yeah. right? Making sure that they feel welcome, of course, but also showing them that you got some chops here, right? Yeah, it'll be sweet. Where uh, where can people find your music? Just follow me on Instagram at Duval197, and then I always post all the flyers and everything like that. And that, links to our band. That's great. We'll uh, we'll make sure that everybody has access to that through the the show website blastbeatbikes.com. Um, and are there um, are there ways to get get access to the music right away? I mean, I know you're dropping it today. Um, on yeah, it'll be up on Bandcamp under Gadget at first, and then after a week or so, we're going to put it on Apple Music and Spotify. That's great. That's great. Boy, that'll be a great opportunity for you guys. So we'll uh, make sure everybody's got links. So be sure to share the Spotify. Um, info and also the um, the information on, on where to find it on, on iTunes as well. For sure. That'd if be great. If you're interested, we could probably get you some CDs or tapes too. You know, I'm sure there are a lot of other DJs here at McAllister who would love to play some of your stuff. So yeah, if we had a few uh, a few copies for the station, uh, that would be that would be killer. We can definitely do that. That's great. Well, we'll make sure that everybody's got a chance to uh, to catch up. We've also got uh, DJ Centrific here in the studio. Uh, Steve, have you uh, had a chance to hook up your rig? Oh yeah, yeah. And, and we're ready to ready to rock this thing. Yeah. Sure. All right. So we'll come back and we'll have some conversation with with uh, Steve Suling, uh, DJ Centrific, here in a little bit. But we want to get things going with his uh, DJ set. So we're going to throw on a few tunes. Uh, Steve, take it away.
All right, you've been listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles here at 91.7 FM, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. We've got the first part of our set from DJ Centrific, Steve Suling, who is here in studio with us. Uh, we've got some announcements that we have to make here because it is a community radio station. Uh, so we want to make sure that everybody knows that there is a uh, McAllister Theater and Dance Department presentation of the comedy Distracted by Lisa Loomer tonight, last night of the run. And it's going to be at 7.30 p.m. at the Mixed Blood Theater. Performances are... Uh, are at that theater at 1501 South 4th Street in Minneapolis. Admission is free for Mac students, faculty, and staff members, as well as ACTC community members. General admission is five bucks. Cheap entertainment, really, if you're looking for something to do tonight. For tickets, you can visit mcallister.edu slash box office or call 651-696-6359. For general information, email thda at mcallister.edu. The comedy is directed by Jack Ruler, who's the director of the Mixed Blood Theater, and also a McAllister grad, 1975, and assistant director. Isabel Nelson, who's also a McAllister grad from 2004. If you want to relive this experience uh, and are not streaming it live now, you can go to blastbeatbikes.com and we've got all of our shows archived. And uh, this set will also be archived at our iTunes podcast network channel. You just look for Blast Beats and Bicycles there. And of course, for those of you who are on the Android network, uh, you can go to soundcloud.com slash blastbeatbikes and find all of our shows. All right. So before we get back into your set, uh, Steve, I want to talk a little bit about some of your DJing. Uh, how long have you been playing uh, the Wheels of Steel, so to speak? Uh, 20, 20 some years. Um, wow. Since like I think I, I got my first turntables and I got one in ninety six and one in ninety seven. I nice. guess. Nice. So probably you know like realistically since ninety seven. Yeah. And so uh, thinking back on those early gigs, how did you get started? What was your first gig that you did out in front of people? Well, I, th- I, th- I think my first first gig was uh, I used to do some chill rooms at some parties that uh, Woody McBride and, and JT Jack Trash wow. used to do. Yeah. And so I, th- I think those were my first gigs. That's great. And you've had a chance, obviously, to travel all over the world uh, to perform. No, not so much. No? Like more, more like a few cities. <laughs> like a lot in the Midwest, you know, a lot here. Yeah. Uh, I've played in new york i've played it in in uh san francisco not 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 really all over yeah yeah a little bit though sounds like you might be selling yourself a little short no that's like exactly <laughs> how many I, I haven't played internationally yet um what are some of the m- m- more memorable gigs that you've played um you know i usually like the the like camp out party gigs or like go go all weekend kind yeah. of stuff those have been like some of like the where I really cut my teeth, I nice. guess, was at a lot of those kind of events. Fun. So that's kind of those are kind of like in my wheelhouse. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of a lot of great stuff that happens in this town. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you promote a bunch of shows uh, in town. You've got a lot of gigs that you're playing throughout the summer, or inviting DJs around. Talk a little bit about some of the, the shows um, that you. In the summertime, I do an event called Communion. It mm-hmm. uh, goes every Sunday afternoon, and it's. Uh, Outside um, at the poorhouse in downtown Minneapolis. That's so fun. It's like in a back back alley kind of place. Very and, cool. Uh, um, I I also do 
continually through the year, a thing called Black Mass that mm-hmm. happens when it's not summertime <laughs> there on Sundays. And then um, do do a lot of other like kind of underground events too that are a little bit more like um, off off the radar kind of stuff. Yeah, and, you just had a gig uh, for uh, under the Intellifunk uh, brand uh, this week, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, we had a we had a guest uh, DJ Volvox from New York. Fun, and uh, she's kind of like a big deal right now, and 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 like all just a great artist and cool person, and that's great. We had we had her out on Thursday night, at yeah, the, at the Loring Bar, and it was a lot of fun. Fun. What's it like to share uh, share the stage with people coming into town? Oh, it's always a lot of fun. Um, a lot of times. As of recently, I'm I'm trying to do a lot more of my like shows where I'm playing like opening sets and stuff. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I've I've like enjoyed giving that opportunity to young up up and comers and yeah. stuff. Um, you know, same way people did did for me when I was coming up. That mm-hmm. that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, um, I definitely try to keep that tradition rolling of giving those like opening slots to a lot of those those young folks that deserve it and stuff. Uh, But I also, when you do that all the time, there's an opportunity you miss of connecting with the artists themselves or like if you're hosting them. I guess in in recent years, I'm I'm realizing how much they actually enjoy um, playing next to the people who brought them. That's great. You know, not everybody, but, but certain people have like definitely expressed that they, you know, yeah, like that. So I've been trying to keep that up a little bit. Nice, more build too. build the scene a little bit and yeah. make connections. You know, back in the back in the day when I was going to First Ave and Seventh Street Entry to see House uh, House, uh, what was it called? House Nation. House under Nation a under a groove. Yes, wow, that's those, right. Those are like the original. That's yeah, like the, the OG. I was. That was. Those were some fun shows down there. I had a really good friend here at McAllister uh, who was a, a kind of a house DJ. He'd play a lot of the the you know house parties around the campus. And uh, he got me hooked on the Chicago house vibe. Yeah, well, that's, um, that's that's the stuff. Yeah, and so I, I was sort of curious to know if that that scene still exists. I mean, if there is there like a regional I sort mean, of we, style. We consider ourselves con- fully connected to that scene. Yeah. I mean, what we do is a a bit more of a collection of everything. Um, but uh, there's in our community, there's definitely people that are like. That's what they do is yeah. like, you know, mostly stuff from the 80s, mm-hmm. like straight up house, yeah. raw, raw house vibes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's uh, I, th- I think that the with this with this music, it's really important to keep that evolution of it. Yep. And, and like keep know, it your, grounded. know your history Bet. And, and be involved in like. Um, keeping that history alive yeah. and making sure that like people from that era are still recognized yeah. and like play, their music is played. And- we were uh, we were really fortunate uh, last spring over Memorial Day weekend. We went out to uh, Chicago for to see another sh- another concert, and uh, they happened to be the day of the Chicago House. Uh, yeah, festival. It yeah. was off the hook. I it bet. was so good. I mean, we just stumbled on it in the middle of, you know, uh, whatever Grant Park. No. Yeah. Whatever. Wherever the Millennium Park. Yeah, Millennium Park. Millennium Park. And yeah. and it was just great. I mean, we just sat there and hung out all afternoon and watched these amazing house bands. It was so good. That's that's everything that was, right there. Yeah. That's like that's the kind of house music experience you want to hear about, really. You yeah. know? Like it's kind of cool to just find it by chance. Yeah. Like, it was a little bit weird to have it be in daylight. 
but it was still good. I mean, it yeah. was it was really fun. I mean, house music works great in the daytime. It sure does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, what are what are some of the things coming up for you? I mean, what do you what what gigs do you have um, coming up soon? Well, uh, I've I've got an event coming up uh, New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we throw in a, a a festival called Even Further. Yeah, uh, with a with a company that was originally from Milwaukee. Cool. Um, they've been doing this since the beginning, and and um, Basically, um, we're using this New Year's opportunity to have more than one event in, in the year. Nice. And so we have we're doing this uh, show at the Poorhouse downtown. Starts it's two stages. Starts wow. at noon and goes till two a.m. That sounds really We've fun. Got um, a guy named Mike Servito from New York coming to be our, our main headlining guy, as well as like a lot of friends from around the Midwest and that's great. And that sounds like sounds like fun. So, where can people find more information about that? Um, boy, I'm not very organized. Um, <laughs> Does the poorhouse on their website have? Yeah, uh, I believe it's on their website, and also you can look up in Telefunk or Communion Sundays Minneapolis on Facebook. Okay, it was definitely on both of those great well we'll make sure that we have uh have links to all that stuff on the on the show uh website cool, later on you. yeah absolutely i mean people should come out and 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 check you out i mean we're giving you a little tease today on <laughs> uh, blast beats and bicycles but uh we want to see the full six hour experience <laughs> from centrific all right so let's uh let's keep things going a little bit let's uh let's throw it back into that set are you uh, are you still up and running all right so we're going to hear a little bit more here at WMCN 91.7 FM yeah, McAllister College Radio. This is DJ Centrific playing his birthday set for us. Thank you. 
You're listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles here at 91.7 FM, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks to DJ Centrific Steve Suling for giving us a little taste of his uh, birthday set from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, great set of house music. We've been uh, reminiscing about the old days of house uh, here uh, in the Twin Cities and the current state of affairs uh, with the house sound as well. But we've also got uh, BMX uh, team owner Mike Amon here. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Good, yeah. Thanks for coming into the show. It's really been fun to talk BMX a little bit yeah, this, today. That. Yeah. So uh, your team, uh, Venom Racing, yep. uh, just uh, well last year yep. won the 2017 uh, National Bike Shop Championship. Yes, we did. Congratulations. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty uh, pretty awesome year. Yeah, you should feel really good about that. So what uh, what did it take to make that happen? I mean, that's uh, not no small accomplishment. I tell you what, it took a lot of. Uh, family yeah you know i call it the bmx family or the venom family so it took a lot of family Mm -hmm. and all of us together you know set out a goal yeah and uh just a lot of determination at these races and yeah I focused more on the team mm-hmm. that year than sure. I did myself for reason. Yeah. So it, yeah. was, it was fun. That's great. And so how did uh, how did you guys do this year? Uh this year not so well. Uh-oh. I think we ended up number ten or eleven. Okay. You know, overall, I spent a little bit more time with myself. Yeah, know, racing. Still pretty good. <laughs> it, it, it is, you know, but uh, it was a. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. It's still a good year no matter what. Well, and I got to believe, too, that when you're racing with targets on your back like that as the number one shop in the country, um, that's hard to defend. Yeah, there was, you know, there's a few teams out there that, you know, they they used us as, you know, hey, we want to. You're the wanna, benchmark. Yeah, we want to go after that title as well. Yeah. There's been a lot of other big teams that have got it. You know, there was Full Tilt Bike Company that from Minnesota. They mm-hmm. got it, you know. The year before, I believe, yep. 2016. So, yep. you know, it was kind of nice to have two Minnesota teams back to back. Yeah, that's like that. I mean, it speaks to the quality of the race community here for sure. It does. It yeah. Does. How big is your team, Venom Racing? Uh, my team right now, I think I got about 30 riders. Wow. You know, I got a couple out of state mm-hmm. here and there. Most of them are from Minnesota. A lot of them are local from the Rum River BMX area, St. Cloud, yep. and, you know, uh, St. Michael area. Yeah. All over. Uh, obviously, you can't do uh, anything with a team without good sponsors. Who do you guys have so, supporting the team? Supporting the team, you know, besides the families. Yeah. We got uh, Full Tilt Bike Company, mm-hmm. um, Fly Racing, um, Pro Max Components. You know, they help us out with uh, some, some stuff here and there. Other than that, it's, uh, you know, BMX Track Supply is a huge helper and a couple other smaller sponsors that are local that, you know, Close little cash, get their name on their jersey. Yeah. And we represent them as best we can. That's great. And you've got obviously got a lot of uh, age groups represented on your team. What what's the focus of the team? Is it development? Is it giving a masters racers an opportunity to, to ride? What's your what's a little your focus? bit of everything right yeah. there? You know, we like to take them. You know, when they're younger and smaller, like you know Henry Leonard's in the house here with us. You know, uh, take them and uh, turn them from a little bit. <laughs> and turn them into something where they're going to dominate, you know. Yeah. But everybody has their ups and downs, and sure, even myself. Yeah, I'm fifty, going to be fifty-two here next month. And yeah, I still love it. That's great. You and know? how do you balance personally? How do you balance that desire for your own racing uh, career and moving that along, and uh, and the needs of running a team? It's difficult. I bet. You know, it's just. Uh, I, you know what? I don't even know how I do it. I just do it. <laughs> you know, like I said, a lot of support from the other parents and stuff. You sure. Know? Yep. It's a. Uh, it's a lot of work, but uh, we figure out some way to... It's a labor it. of love, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, what do you guys have planned for this season? What's the what's well, the, the focus for the team? The 2019 season, you know, we're going to make another run at uh, a, a top top five, maybe another national championship. I'd like to. That's you great. Know, there's a lot of good teams out there. There's some good teams from Minnesota. 
and you know from the west coast and east coast so there's a lot of people going after it mm-hmm. i think we uh we have a good shot at the top five and good for you another run at it for our sponsors have you built uh the race calendar for the for 2019 yet you know i do i look at it everybody's got so much going on so you know maybe a month before each race we decide hey let's go here as we're gonna focus on this one some sure. of us travel together some of us don't we, yep we meet there and stuff yeah and so uh how often do you guys bring a full squad to or a, a large group to a particular race outside of town well just about every time we go out of town to a, a national event depending on you know if it's down south of texas or louisiana or florida or whatever mm-hmm. we usually try to set up so we have you know eight to nine riders there that's at, great at a time so and you know we all try to stay in the same hotel yeah you know, get together for have dinner well, i gotta believe it's really supportive i mean all the riders cheering for each other and you know helping out when mechanical issues pop up and it's awesome it's awesome you know uh, everybody pitches in yeah you know. that's that's fantastic and so who are some of the up-and-comers that you've got on your squad who are some of the people that you're looking at to do well this year well um we got besides what we got in the house here we got callie streeter you know 14 girls she's one of the top riders in her age group in the country, and then we got Henry freaking Lenners, you know, from, <laughs> from uh, he lives up in my area. He's a seven expert. He's been, uh, he's, he's been doing really good. That's great. The last couple years as well. We got a couple other riders that are, you know, 17 year old Tyler Nelson and Marcus Moore. I just added to the team this year. And he's great. A, up and coming 13 year old. That's great. And, I mean, we just have so many of them. It's, I, 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 I couldn't name them all right now. <laughs> <They're>, they're, <laughs> An embarrassment or riches, you know, right? Yep, I guess, yeah. You know, I got some riders from you know, Southern Minnesota, Colton Landwehr, and his sister Stevie Tompkins. That they just dominate, and you know, that's great. It's pretty awesome. Very cool. So, uh, before we let you go, I want to make sure people know how to find out more about you, your team. Where can people go if they're interested in learning more about racing with Venom? You know what? If they want to come to a Rum River BMX, look up RumRiverBMX.com. Um, I'm there all the time, uh, coaching. Um, it's a great uh, atmosphere for uh, people to to get involved that's great and on from there on you can learn where other tracks are around sure. Minnesota as well yep that's fantastic well mike thanks for for coming on the show this has really been fun thanks for having us I yeah appreciate it. trenton thank you for coming uh trenton duvall um steve suling thank you for being here you bet. we're going to uh to close out the show uh trenton's got a new band called gadget yeah. uh they're going to be playing around town um but the exciting news for us is we're doing a worldwide radio debut of their new track. This isn't even out in the world yet. It's coming out the, today, right? The demo will come out today. All right. Today. So tell us tell us in like two seconds what uh, Out of Touch is all about. Basically, just cutting out everyone that's negative in your life. All right. That's about all we need. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on the thank show. You. You've thank been you. listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles, 91.7 FM, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. This is Gadget with Out of Touch. Ooh. Ah.